Hi everyone, welcome to Tales of a Traveller podcast. I'm your host, Ibi Omotosho. This week has been a messed up week, especially in our community. It would be naive of me to ignore and not share experiences black people have had with unconscious bias and inequality. It started with a video of Amy Cooper. Some of you listeners are like, Amy Cooper, Amy Cooper, that... That name rings a bell, and it should. It should ring a bell. Amy Cooper is the woman in a video taken in Central Park where she dialed 911 and wrongly accused a black man of threatening her. She gave police officers the wrong information. She said, there's an African-American man threatening me. In this particular case, justice seemed to have won. As there's clear evidence of this man politely telling this woman to kindly keep her distance as a result of COVID-19. And was being polite about the whole situation. Within 24 hours, another video surfaced. This video was also from the US. It was of a white police officer with his knee on a black man's neck. The black man's name was, I'm saying was, because this man has passed away, George Floyd. This video showed this police officer's knee on this man's neck for more than 10 minutes, of which in over two minutes, the last two minutes or so, George Floyd wasn't responding. You guys are probably like, Ibs, What does this have to do with travel? What do these stories have to do with you? I don't know any of the victims. But I felt compelled to bring this issue to light. I'm kind of fed up with the inequality that black people have to face. And across those stories that I've just shared, I could have been the black man in Central Park, taking a video, politely telling those women, to put her dog on a leash. And who was a victim of being wrongly accused of some a crime or something that he didn't do. This actually happened to me. And I'm going to tell you how and when. I am mindful that I've only shared this story with a handful of people. And I've got family members who actually listened to Tales of a Traveller podcast. And this will be the first time they're actually hearing this. So, yeah, if you are, like, definitely just keep it to yourself for now. And when you see me or just drop me a message, we can chat about it if you need to. So a few years back, I was in a long-distance relationship with a Spanish girl. She lived in Madrid, Spain, and obviously I live in London. So we were doing this thing where, yeah, she'd come to London, I'd go to Madrid... We were doing that for some time. On one of my visits to see her, we were out together with friends, just like any other night. Once the night was over, we kind of said bye to our friends. We got a taxi, and we were heading back to my girlfriend's house. I drank not that much, and the cab ride made me nauseous. And I needed to throw up, basically. 
And when the cab got to like um, a traffic light, I opened the door, I threw up outside the cab. The cab driver was, yeah, he was very upset and angry. He felt I threw up in his cab. And I was like, no, 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 no. Or my girlfriend explained to him like, no, he's not thrown up in your cab. It's actually outside. You could check it, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, he was adamant that I'd thrown up in his car and I was going to pay a fee. We were like, no, we haven't thrown up or I haven't thrown up in your car. Anyway, my girlfriend got pissed off. She got outside the cab. She's like, Ibs, let's get out. Let's go. I was like, what? What's going on? What's going on? So she walked out. We were near her house, by the way. We, we could literally see her house across the road. And um, I just kind of, just before I got out, the cab driver just accelerated. And it, it was like a scene from a movie where I looked like I was, I jumped out of a moving car and I started rolling. And this cab driver then stopped his car, the traffic lights, got out and went to, and was being aggressive to my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, I got myself up. I kind of went to the both of them. I was like, guys, calm down, calm down. What's going, like, just chill, chill, chill. Looky, I was trying to dissolve the situation. Anyway, he was very aggressive. And he hit me. I, I was like, yeah, I still didn't retaliate at this point. But then he hit my girlfriend and I just heard her scream. And I just like flipped the switch. And um, what ended up happening was I started hitting the cab driver. When police arrived at the scene, what they saw was me hitting the cab driver. I don't really know what happened in those moments, but I felt the police officers were taking all of us to a police station and yeah, we're just going to try to resolve the situation. My girlfriend and I were in the back seats of the police car. The cab driver was in his car and I was like, why isn't, where's is he going? Why is he not in the back of a police car? I found out that the moment the police officers arrived at the scene, the cab driver pressed charges. So I was accused of assaulting him. They didn't even ask me for anything. They didn't care about what had happened. They literally just took his word for it. When they arrived at the scene, of course, that didn't help because I was seen as their aggressor. They put us in jail, actually. So my girlfriend was let go the next day, the next morning, in fact. They said they wanted to teach me a lesson. I don't really know if they were trying to teach me a lesson because I was black or I was British. Because let's be real now, like British people don't necessarily have the best reputation in Spain. But it could have been either or. Either way, they said that. We need to teach him a lesson. So they kept me in jail for longer. I was fortunate enough to get like a lawyer and um, the case got dropped. In the cases of Amy Cooper, who wrongly accused that black man 
of threatening her. I just had this scene in my head of police arriving at the scene, tackling this man, in the worst case scenario, taking his life for a situation he was wrongly accused of. Some of you are going to have your questions and reservations like, Ibs, you were intoxicated. I, 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 I drank. I put my hands up to that. But I'm not that type of person that would violently start attacking someone or wouldn't want to pay for a cab. Nah. And when the police arrived at the scene, the guys who I felt should have been keeping us safe, just like the cases in America, these guys were victims. There's so many cases like this. It's not just mine. And when some of my guests came on the show, I asked them what it was like to be black abroad. Here's what some of them had to say. Okay. Do you remember, Gleb, like, well, this is shifting the conversation slightly, when yeah. we legitimately felt discriminated against? There's been two occasions. Mm. Yeah, there's been two occasions with you and I that yeah. we and the clearly same. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first one, well, is yeah, we'll easier one. Part. First one is easy. So, what are we talking about? Copenhagen? Yeah, yeah, Copenhagen. Okay. So, I've, I've been to Denmark probably about five, six times because I've got some friends over there. Mm. Clem um, loves Denmark. I love it. Yeah, he came I back. I it very expensive. expensive. Too expensive. It's expensive. Too expensive. Cheaper than Sweden and, Nor- and Norway. I'm going Norway. Still too but, expensive. Because I've, I've been to a random place as well where my friends were. So I've only, I've only been to Copenhagen twice. Right. So I went with him and our friend Akini and I met also two of our friends, or two of my friends out there, who obviously know, you know. Yeah. Um, and we were walking around trying to find somewhere to go mm-hmm. and we approached a place where there's a black bouncer. There, it seemed to be like a kind of hip hop or something like that. There was another black guy inside okay. of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and those were my two Danish friends as well. And then we walked up to go in and then... The black bouncer was like, no. But the black bouncer. The black. Like, but it just, it just sounds like Mayfair. But the. I, I've never been out of Mayfair. Yeah, no. You yeah. know when it was like, it was, it was trending at one Well, like when yeah, we were sure. younger, like back yeah, in yeah, uni, yeah. When, back when I was no, 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 20, you, 21, no, no, this was like that happened years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it was like, actually I remember actually very, yeah, I remember very like, recent. Yeah. yeah. But we. We, yeah, we approached him, and then like some other girl came out, and, like, like, well, the white girl's like, oh yeah, you, like, they can come in or whatever. They could, that happened, right? Yeah. And then like some other people walked in, and then to us, there was like, how many? Five of us? Five, six of us? But there was three black people. Three black people, three white people. Yeah. Like, so equal people. No, it wasn't even like, we, we didn't like, like, we, did, we weren't even, we weren't particularly yeah. drunk. Like, I think no, we, we weren't. And then this guy was just like, no. And then we just looked it, like right into his eyes. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, are you? It's because it's, it's like an episode of we Get Out. It's like you know the sunken place. Mm. Oh, we like you're in, you're in the sunken place, aren't you? Mm. Like you're in the sunken place, and he just wasn't having it. He was like, I'm trash. I'm he trash. We were we were challenging him. Like, why? I don't really understand. I don't want to come in here anymore anyway. Mm. But I just want to understand why you don't want us to come in. And I've never had that from a black person before. Mm. To the point where I've been in a foreign country. I'm gonna have a good time. Not causing any problems. But not gonna cause any problems. But you, I was looking small then. <laughs> but like but you of all people are not allowing me to come into this assumption. so did he you give know an explanation of why no you just didn't say oh. you just said you're trash he's like I'm trash I'm trash like that's it's like you like I was like are you like brainwashed so, yeah. 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 Clem's one of Clem's friends from Copenhagen well from Denmark not from Copenhagen she 
clearly have not seen this before. She'd never seen it. She'd before. never seen it. Like, for me, I've experienced that so many times mm-hmm. that I don't even recall all of them. I just, yeah, like, just when I see it, it's, I've learned to keep it moving. Like, not yeah, hold on exactly. to I'm not those things. Like, yeah, I'm not going to spend my money. Yeah. I'm going to go have fun somewhere else. Like, this place is probably trash anyway. But, like, she experienced it. And you know the anger that so many of us feel and express she expressed it to mm. this bounce she's like what the fuck is all it is it? it's like what but in my head i'm like this is normal this is not we were quite new cool to me yeah we yeah like, cool. well actually i was too cool you wanted to find out more you yeah, wanted was, to find out was, why. you wanted to you wanted him to say it and i was like i've already i already know why yeah I don't need to hear it. Yeah, I just like I'd rather take my energy somewhere else when you wanted to. But then bless her, my friend. Yeah. She she's she a journalist by trade. So she wrote like one massive like email letter to like to the establishment was like threatening to put it to the press. She sent it to me and she's like, I'll Google Translate and see what you think. And then she sent it on to them, they're like, Oh really sorry about this, we've had a word with the guy, if you wanna come back, we'll give you free drinks all night. I was like, you know, you don't need to send this. Like it's cool. It's fine, these things do happen. Mm. It's as sad as it is. And the worst, worst of all is the Black Brother as well, which made it mm. even worse. You know what? I respected you, Anna, that's yeah. her name. Uh, I respected Anna so much for like, just acknowledging that she was. Just acknowledging that situation. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of what we experienced. Mm. It was a little bit like surprising for me to see her, see that, and react that way. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt, well, don't you have black friends? Have you not seen this before? But like in Denmark, many of you listeners probably aren't aware of incidents like the one we've just shared. And I want to tell you that it happens. And it probably happens more often than you think. And you'd be naive to think that because you haven't personally witnessed it, it means it doesn't happen. Here's another recording from a different guest, Daniel, who featured on a previous episode and answered what it was like to travel while black. That's not so bad, but when you're in another country, it's maybe, I think I'm less aware of what people think. I don't care about what people think around me. So I'm, I'm aware and I'm vigilant, but I don't pay too much attention. No, because I can be out with a friend or my wife. Like, did you see what I don't, I wasn't even looking. I don't even know. I don't care. I'm here to enjoy myself. Am I going to see them again? Probably not. Let me keep it moving. But there was some, and when you're in a foreign country, if you don't understand the language, you know, they could be talking about you, you don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, I'll keep smiling. But it's just like, there are things you need to be aware of, and also sometimes research the area you're going to so you know places to stay away from, yeah. because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where with a bit of some ignorance you've put yourself in that, in that position or that predicament but I feel mostly it's for me there have been positive experiences as a black person travelling I haven't had many negatives but when I have I haven't jumped the gun and just gone because it, you know because not, not, not played the race card I haven't I've, yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't flipped up because I'm thinking it's because I'm black yeah. like I'd be I'd be out with friends um, in another country or something and some of them are quick to like to jump they and be not, 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 not be not aggressive but be assertive yeah. and I'm like just chill 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 just tone it down let's try and understand what the situation is 
let's get to some common ground and let's try and solve it and I'm solution based there's no point arguing two people shouting yeah. no one's going to be heard yeah you know a, a barking dog can't bite so we'll stop stop shouting and let's try and slow it down understand what the situation is and then take it forward because sometimes and most often than not it could be a misunderstanding sometimes it could be the race thing but what can you really do because really and truly they're probably going to be in a position of power where they can either yeah. remove you or what they said you. is fine yeah, yeah. so, so got to be got to be smart about how you play do you I feel like this probably happens more on nights out, bars, clubs. It no. happened to you at the airport. Yeah, I've never. I don't. I'm not really much of a bar person. I'd rather drink at home. Yeah. I don't go to clubs. Well, but you make good cocktails. Yeah. So why go to the bar? <laughs> but it's funny because my brother. This is many years ago. He went to a place, a bar or something in Brick Lane. Uh, for in London. Yeah, in East London, five black guys. And then he actually called up LBC about this afterwards. Yeah. Uh, had a conversation. So he said, you know, the bouncer said, sorry, they can't come in. He said, you know, you can't come in. This is full capacity or some, some lame excuse. I said, okay, so they stood to the side. Five white guys, they were let in. So my brother went back to the bouncer and said, you know, he said, five black guys, you know, we can't come in, blah, blah, blah. Why, why did you let them in? He said, basically, what bouncers do they look at the people and thinking, well, we on ourselves can't handle these five black guys if something's going to pop off. Therefore, we're not going to let them in. So they're thinking about from a selfish perspective, yeah. from a perspective of if something happens with these five black guys or however many black people and something pops off, I can't control it or we can't control it. So therefore, they reject you. But what if it happened with the five white guys? Can't they control But that's it? why it's a stereotype that comes into it. Because... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the stereotype. It's the stereotype. And unfortunately, some black people do live out and make sure that stereotype lives on. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's, what can we do? It's about giving the youth of today, empowering them with the right tools and the way to do things to act accordingly to change that. Because if not, it will continue to become generational, a generational prejudice and stereotype. Yeah. I want to thank you listeners for tuning into the 50th episode of Tales of a Traveller podcast episode. If you guys have any questions about what you've listened to, about the guests, what they've shared, please hit me up on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. The social handle is at T-O-A-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T or just search Tales of a Traveller podcast on any of the platforms. Until next time, peace.